Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Military Transition Wellness, the podcast dedicated exclusively to those transitioning for military service. Today we are talking about relationships and how you can improve your relationships as you move from the military to your civilian life. Here to help us do that is Carrie Petruch. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for inviting me on. I'm having a good time doing this. This is wonderful. Wonderful. Well, that is your passion. So I'm excited to talk of all things relationships. But to begin with, will you take a moment to introduce yourself and what brought you to this point in your life? Why the direction of relationships? Uh, Yeah, I am a master relationship coach and uh, I help people to have more joy and excitement in their relationships. I also help military service members to transition from the closed world of the military to civilian life. And um, it's a it's a passion of mine. I, I want people to successfully transition. And uh, what brought me here is being a military spouse for 27 years and um, having that military life, walking through transitioning from that world, which is very closed, to this great big world of civilian life. And I spent mo- all, all of my adult life in military life. So until I transitioned. So um, I learned a lot and, it, and it, I wanted to be a relationship coach. I wanted to help people do that, but I also like to help military members to transition because it was such a difficult transition for me. And I wanted to help other people so that they could have a better uh, way with their relationships as couples and their relationships with people on the outside. Mm, Fantastic. I love that. Just how you're paying it forward, how you're using your own experience as as a military spouse. And so how you mentioned it was a a real struggle for you. So what could you kind of, kind of give us some, some context with, with all of that? Right. Coming out of the military life, um, there were things that I just didn't really think about. Like, uh, I'm going to the commissary. What's a commissary? Um, Asking, you know, used to when you're in the military, it's common for us to ask, what was your last duty station to start a conversation? (laughs) Well, get into the civilian world and they go, what's a duty station? Or, or, you know, if I want to connect and talk about where someone's been in the world, well, then I found that most people hadn't been all over the world and couldn't connect with me. Um, I wanted to be, have friends outside of the military and, Um, that was a kind of difficult thing because I was used to making friends on the basis of that. And there is a whole language. I mean, I had all the letters that there were for everything that you can imagine, you know, and I would just routinely say these things. It was difficult for me to move to, it's a grocery store. It was moved to to move to, um, you know, talking about 
things we say we say in the military like defac and and I when I explained to somebody something about you know well when I was working I used to go to the defac for lunch and they're like what's a defac I mean I had to completely change the way I communicated with the civilian world also the major change for me was in my resume and I had all of these things in in my resume that I had done for civil service but those things didn't necessarily translate to someone when I was looking for work as soon as we got out of the military. It was a, what is this? What is that? What is this? What is that? And I had to learn to translate my experience into the civilian world and, and so that I could get a position. Mm, okay, fantastic. So, so you and your husband, you were, you were dual service for, for several years then? No, no. I, was, I worked for civil service. For okay. a while, for okay. a long time, I was a stay-at-home mom, but I did work for civil service. I used to um, run the deployment center in Wiesbaden, Germany. Okay, yeah. fantastic. But you see, so you still had that you were a civilian, but you still had all the lingo, his situations, and, and so forth. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What my life was, we lived on military installations almost our entire uh, military career. So my world was really close. We went to church and we went to the grocery store and we went to get gas and everything that we did was on the installation. So I really did have a close or even my kids went to school on the installation. So it was just a, a really um, closed experience for me and a really difficult transition into civilian life. I didn't know where I fit in. I didn't know where I belonged. Okay. And at that time was... Uh, were there any any services or groups to kind of help you kind of pave the way, so to speak? Not really. Um, we didn't have too much. You know, um, my husband had uh, uh, transition services a little bit, but the families weren't addressed. I don't know what's going on in the world today with that, but the families weren't addressed with the transition from active duty life to, to uh, civilian life. With, there wasn't a away then for us to do that. Mm, okay. Right. So what were, um, how did in, for you personally, in your story, how did you resolve? You mentioned the, um, the, the lingo is, it was a big issue. Mm-hmm. What, um, what were some, um, I guess let's kind of take a step back. What are some of the other, other issues that, uh, families and the, uh, soldiers are are facing as they're transitioning in terms of relationships. Relationship wise, um, there's a little bit of a, a disconnect too because then you're both together all the time. And um, I had been, become accustomed to my husband being gone for periods of time and then home for periods of time, and so we had a, a rhythm in the military of he would be gone, he would come home, he would be gone, he would come home. And we were kind of used to that happening. Well, going into civilian life, we were together all the time. And and that presented an issue for both of us. You know, we were used to separation time and get back to, I mean, we made a life that way. And when we were together, then all the time, then issues that didn't necessarily come up, came up. And disagreements, disagreements about how to do things at home, disagreements about how to to do things with kids, disagreements about all of these different things that we really 
I was responsible for taking care of the home and the kids and things like that. And he would leave and come home and leave and come home and just count on me doing those things and really didn't express his opinion until he was home all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, at the time, you know, without the training um, in relationships, without the training as a coach, I had difficulty with um, understanding and having that understanding, which is so important for spouses to have for their active duty military members. Not only are they changing their entire world when they transition into civilian life. I mean, everything that they've known for a long, long time has been there. So um, it's important for spouses to have that compassion, that heartfelt understanding about the transition that they are going through and to hear out their opinions and give them the space to say what they think and how they feel. Had I known that at the time, it would have been really helpful. (laughs) But I didn't know that at the time. You know, um, they're transitioning. uh, The active duty service member is. The spouse is transitioning. um, You know, the service member is learning how to make friends on the outside world. The spouse is learning how to make friends on the outside world. So it's a really big thing. And if you have kids still, when you transition from active duty to Um, the world of civilian life, the kids are also having difficulty, you know, because they're not, they've become accustomed to their, your spouse being the active duty service member being gone and back and gone and back, same rhythm. They're used to that too. Well, now the the active duty service member is home all the time. And um, again, they're, they're having difficulty with all of that. So it shakes up the family a bunch it really does shake everybody up. You're, you're moving. It's like moving from one culture to a completely different culture and having to learn an entirely new way of living and new way of um, communicating with each other. And it, it really is a difficult time. But the, the best way for couples to get through that is to have that heartfelt understanding and to practice listening. And to I like for military couples to start dating again. You know, going out on a date with each other, have a date night at least once a month. Never, never, don't let any more time than that go. Have a date night, go out into the civilian world and do civilian things together um, and reignite that relationship. Spend that time together, um, kind of, you know, reigniting your love. You know, not that the love's not there. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's things have changed. And so the, the two people that you want to take care of the very most is the two of you together, because nobody knows your relationship like you do. Okay. Wow. Now from your own personal situation, since the resources weren't there, mm-hmm. what, how did you resolve that, that, uh, you know, with your husband being gone and, and back several times and situations with your kids, how did, what was your process per se of, of addressing so those things? Then what, my process then is not what I teach now. <laughs> 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 truly, truly. And I, it's been very successful what I teach, but um, then the process took, it took us, I think it took two years to transition and that couples need to be prepared for that. It, that mindset change, that way of living takes time and be gentle on yourself with that time. Um, That making friends in the civilian world took me a couple of years to transition that uh, feeling like I had to move um, didn't, 
didn't go away for like, I, I had to be in one place for three years and I had that sudden urge, it's time to move and we, I need a new place and we had to do new things and, and that doesn't happen. And um, I had to get through that and understand that and transition. And I had to do that with help. I went to talk to a counselor to get through that. I found a counselor who had um, lived a life in the military as a child and as a spouse. And so she really completely understood the transition from military life to civilian life. And I tell you, if those things aren't addressed, what I have found is the relationships don't last. You know, um, if, if the service member doesn't transition well and the spouse doesn't transition, if they don't do it together as a team, then the relationships fall apart. Absolutely. I I love that, that sense of teamwork, that sense of, hey, we're going to get through this, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Now on, as a great segue, what is your, what do you emphasize in your work with, with clients who are transitioning as far as addressing these, these situations? So to have heartfelt understanding and practice that heartfelt understanding, and I have lots of exercises to help them do that. Um, it, it's, it is to have compassion and understanding for someone else's um, struggle to get through things is important. Um, the second thing is to make sure that you take care of your love and make sure that you date each other, dedicate time for each other. Um, and and the, the third thing that is that helps is to practice speaking in civilian speak. You know, to, to make the transition and start, stop saying commissary, start saying grocery store, stop, you know, um, when, when the two of you as a couple talk to other people who are not in the military, um, talk about um, things that you have in common that don't have anything to do with the military and traveling and because people just really just don't understand that kind of life, you know. Um, they, what I found is that people on the outside think of all that world travel as being so glorious, you know, and, and it's really not in the military. We don't have the money for it to be that glorious. You know, we can, <laughs> we, we make do, we travel when we're in a foreign country, but we, we don't get to stay in grand hotels and do all this, all this stuff that they see on there. So they can't really identify with that kind of life. You know, I, I remember as when we were younger and had, you know, no money and we were in Italy, well, we, we would pack up the little ones and get on a train and we would go, we would go camp at a campground in Italy because we couldn't afford a hotel. We still travel, but that's how we saw um, the different places that we lived. And that isn't something that most civilians can really understand. So. (laughs) Wow. Absolutely. Just kind of, kind of I de decompressing yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and moving moving forward. Now will you give us some examples of those with whom you've worked as they have kind of wrestled with these situations and, and things that have worked for them? Right. There's a um there was a couple recently that I talked to and they came in uh to my office and um they were they're headed for divorce. That was it. He retired from the military. They had been um, fighting all the time. He was home all the time. She was home all the time. And it, it was just becoming this fight fest, you know, argue about over every little thing in the world. 
And what I did was the first thing I did was draw them into what got them together in the first place. How did you fall in love? How did you meet? How did you do this? And it's funny, the smiles come on their faces, all of the fighting, all of the arguing, everything just melts away when they think about how did you get together in the first place? What brought, what love brought you there? And then the questions are, are when was the last time you held hands? When was the last time you slow danced in the middle of the living room to your favorite song? You know, and you start reminding them of the things that that connected them. And then after that, we worked on um, the the ability to listen and to hear what's being said to them and to hold space for each other. Um, we went through a six week program together. At the end of it, they were smiling, kissing, and holding hands, and and they they were working on changing the way they talk to each other. They were le- working on doing that civilian language. We went through, you know, living on the outside and all kinds of things together with both of them. He found a job and became employed. They're still married. Four years later, I actually saw them. They walked into my office and were holding hands and said, thank you. You saved our marriage. And, you know, I didn't save their marriage. They saved their marriage. You know, all they had to do was listen a little bit and they had a little bit of want to stay together. And as long as that love is still there and, you know, there's no abuse or anything like that going on, as long as the love is still there, they can do it. They can transition really well. Fantastic. Wow. I just love how they, how you help them to focus on, on those basics that that are perhaps forgotten during the military service. Yeah, sometimes they are because you don't, um, it's, it's difficult to make the time when you can't, when couples can't plan, you know, when I was married, I, when I was in the military and we, you know, I didn't know when my husband was coming and going, I never could count on it. It wasn't like we were given this wonderful little schedule on these days, he won't be here. And on those days he will be here. And we just never knew. You know, it was a surprise all the time. So planning anything was like, you know, why plan? Because as soon as I planned something, something else came up. Unless it was a unit function and then somehow or another, those things did manage to be planned. But other stuff we didn't really know. We only knew when vacation time was twice a year. Two weeks in the summer, two weeks at Christmas. We did know those dates. And then everything else was kind of like, uh, are you home this week? No? Okay. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, you can get back to the romance, get back to, you know, and romance doesn't have to be flowers and spending huge amounts of money. Romance can be just holding hands, taking time to stop, giving each other hugs, laughing, get laugh for heaven's sake, start laughing again. You know, civilian life doesn't have to be nearly as stressful as military life is. Military life is hard. It's hard on the service member. It's hard on the families. It's really, really stressful. So when you get into the civilian world, relax, laugh, play, have fun. You have your whole life ahead of you to to enjoy and to do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Now, in terms of, I guess, preparedness for uh, as with their relationships, for those transitioning or if they're thinking about transitioning, what mm-hmm. would you recommend in terms of really starting to build, rebuild, 
or or repair relationships um, during that that whole transition time? Uh, to prepare for that transition time, um, you know what? Honestly, I don't think there's a way to prepare for that. I really don't. Other than you know, thinking about changing your language before you get out, um, and it, the only you got to be together all the time. And until that actually happens, you're not going to be together all the time. Um, you know, start if you're an active duty service member or you are a spouse, you know, start translating your resume. Start start making it into a civilian resume. That helps a lot. But for relationships, spend time together. You know, um, try to get some stress-free time. You know, and I know that a lot of people, well, some people aren't big on meditating together, but just give yourself some time alone together just to talk. And when you talk, don't talk about the kids and don't talk about the military. Either one. Start developing a way of talking to each other that doesn't have, talk about your favorite music. Talk about anything else, but do not talk about the military and do not talk about the kids. And watch how much you grow together. And you know, hold space for each other. It, the, the transition is just as stressful as military life, but once it's done, a whole new world opens up. Absolutely. Now, are there, um, you mentioned with the, the lingo, you mentioned spending time together, other, other little tidbits or tips that you would recommend as, as families and as soldiers um, move, move toward the transition point? Right. Uh, I think that one of the also one of the really big things that people think they need to do when they transition from the military is buy that buy it that house that they're going to live in. And I really don't recommend that. What I recommend is for the first year is to rent rent an apartment or rent a house just for the first year because where you want to live or settle and where what you want your home to look like it may change in that first year. You know, what you think you want may not be what you really want. You know, you might, we have ideas when we're in the military, what we want to do. We all talk about it. What do you want to do when you get out of the military? Well, I want this kind of house and I want to live in this place. And you get to the place and that may not be where you want to settle. So my advice to you is allow for that transition, rent a home or an apartment for just a year so that you can truly make the decision about what you want to do. Look, your VA benefits aren't going anywhere. You know, you're going to get the loan. So just ease into it. Don't be in such a rush to do to to do all that. And then, you know, the the person who's retiring or who's active duty, you also don't know where that job's going to be these days. You might be stay at home, but you might have to move to another city to settle. So when you do that, you you have and you rent, you have an opportunity to go where you need to go to settle. I love that. Fantastic. Just with having that flexibility for at least the first year. Yeah, the first year. I mean, it's 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 a whole I I mean, the military wants us to think in a certain way. You know, they you get kind of not trying to offend anybody, but we get kind of brainwashed. This is the way the world is. This is how we live. This is what we do. And it's like coming out of a, a closed world. Like um we have a different language. We have a different way of doing things. We have a different way of talking, eating, sleeping, living our lives. Everything is, is its own way. 
in the military. It's very, very closed society. And the outside world doesn't understand. So time needs to happen for that transition. You're 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 become indoctrinated into a system and you have to take you have to slowly get out of that. It's not gonna happen overnight. <laughs> it just isn't. <laughs> Boy did I wish it would have. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to do. It's a whole mindset change. It really truly is. And it's a it's a mindset of of freedom, the realization that you absolutely are free and you are absolutely not controlled is mm. phenomenal. You know, it's the, uh, it's not the, you know, nobody, yes, you ha- you need to need to get up to go to work in the morning, but there's no one telling you that you have to get up and go to work in the morning. You suddenly have choices you didn't have before. The worst punishment is that you're, you might lose your job if you do that all the time. But the punishment from the military for not showing up is a little bit harder. So, <laughs> you know, it's all these little things that happen, you know, and, and in my office, I have this big list of transition things that people don't think about all the time. Mm, so. Okay. Now, reflecting on your own um, your own transition and how much you and your family have grown, you know, over the years since then, what um, what's kind of I guess the, the 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 contrast or how have you progressed? Do you think in terms of relationships? Oh, I I have a lot of fun. I and I you know what I don't talk about the military that much anymore unless I'm talking to other military members. I don't talk that much anymore about it. Um, I don't, I, I live my life out here. I'm not in there anymore. Um, and I, I, I don't go to the commissary anymore. <laughs> it's a 45 minute drive from me to go to the commissary. And when I first transitioned, I would drive all the way from here to Fort Hood to get my food at the commissary. That's how, I, I mean, and I thought I was, at first I thought I was saving money. And when I realized <laughs> I wasn't saving money, not just in gas, but the, the food prices were more than my local grocery store. Um, so my life has just relaxed. And, you know, my kids all live near me and my grandchildren all live near me. They don't, they're not living anywhere else. They're not traveling anywhere else. Um, and they they are they are grateful for the experiences that they've had, but they love their freedom too. They they love it that they're they can do whatever they want to, work wherever they want to, eat wherever whatever they want to. They they like that. They and they like that they're not moving. They've all stayed in the same place since we left the military. And so, that is okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. And they're very happy about that. They don't want to move. They want to stay right where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, Carrie, how can people get in contact with you? They can get in contact with me through highestintentcoach.com. So it's H-I-G-H-E-S-T-I-N-T-E-N-T, coach, C-O-A-C-H.com. Um, they can schedule a 15 minute uh, appointment with me to find out if I can help them, if I'm a fit for them or they're a fit for me. Um, and uh, on that website, they can um, get all kinds of interesting things and all kinds of blogs and all that good stuff. Fantastic. We will include all those things in the show notes. 
Carrie, it's been amazing, a real eye-opener regarding those little intricacies that really affect relationships. Oh, my goodness. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Any any parting words of wisdom for, for those transitions? Oh, you have one life to live. When you get out of the military, use every minute you have to enjoy your life as a civilian and as a couple. <laughs>